you can only offer what is good. And we don't know how the other person is going to respond. We can't own that. Hey, everybody. This is Susie. And Cosmo from soulinkering.com. You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast. The show for people who interact with people. We're your go-to podcast for navigating God-honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And now, here's today's show. So, Susie, what you got for us today? Hey, Cosmo. We're going to talk about words having a ripple effect. Ripple effect. Yes. We're going to look at another Instagram reel. We've done a couple of these now, and we really like doing it. Yeah. And so we thought we'd try a couple more. This one is from Jefferson Fisher, and his Instagram handle is at Jefferson underscore Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. Yes. So we're going to listen to it. Okay. And then... um, I was going to do ripple effect and do like ripple, ripple, ripple. And then I thought, no, that's echo, echo, echo. (laughs) Exactly. How do you do a ripple? Like, no, that didn't work. That didn't work. No one heard that except me. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, Wait. Yes. No? Cosmo. Yes. Let's do this. Okay. Quick pep talk. Your words have a ripple effect. It doesn't matter how insignificant you think you are. Your words have power. How you talk to your coworker or the person behind the counter affects how they talk to their friends and their family when they go home. How you talk to your kids affect how they talk to their kids. Your words matter to people that you'll never see. People you'll never even know exist. So your communication is the greatest power or tool of influence that you can possess. So use it for good Okay, so I'm a big fan of Jefferson Fisher. He has a lot of really great content about how to have good relationships and how to um, interact with people of different personalities and different styles and all that kind of good stuff. So, so Cosmo, what do you think about what he's talking about here? So I think he's uh, pretty spot on. <laughs> I'm not saying we agree with everything that he says or this full statement, but we do like the idea that having a ripple effect outwards from your actions can impact the people who receive those and then receive those and then receive those. Yeah. And so what we're, what we're thinking about here is our communication and how that communication impacts the people around us. Well, it impacts the people around us and it impacts the way that then they interact with the people around them. So um, you said you didn't agree with everything he said. What do you have contention with? Well, so not maybe not so much contention, maybe just tension. <laughs> so part of communication, he makes it he he equates communication with words, and I think that he would probably agree with me. I think that his statement was trying to get at something particular about our words that he wants us to understand the power of the words. However, we understand communication to be everything from the word all the way back to the beliefs. So it could be the intention of the heart, which actually comes through. You may say something like, hey, I'm ready to go, versus, hey, I'm ready to go. So (laughs) we know that your intention of what you're actually trying to communicate is different based off of the tone, not so much words. Mm. It could also be silence. There are no words. Silence is speaking something. So we want to just broaden that horizon that communication is everything from tone, body language, silence, uh, anything that tells another person 
what is going on with you. Now, whether or not they pick up on that or catch that, that's up to them. But whatever you're intending to give is part of the communication. So he's saying your words have ripple effect, but you're adding to that to say not just your words, but all the things that are involved with your communication, your tone, your body language, whether you're silent or not, all of those things right. feed into communication. It all feeds in. And it's so I, I would I would take the concept and say, you know, if you're throwing a, um, a stone in a pond, whatever that first ripple is will always influence the water around it. And that, therefore, you see, you, we see the ripple, right? That's the influence of one atom hitting another atom and going, going on. But it starts with that initial rock throw. So I think that part of what he's saying is you're going to have a ripple effect with what you're doing. The, the issue then, I, I guess, comes into is he's saying that what you're doing is the most important thing. But what happened to you for... You, you're not always the rock thrower. Sometimes you're being rippled. So I think that's where we come in and say, look, there's, there is definitely a time when you will be tossing a stone, and there's sometimes when you are being affected by the ripples from that stone. In both situations, what we want you to know is that you need to understand your core beliefs because that will affect what stone you throw and also affect how you receive the ripple from somebody else's stone. So this is the this is the most interesting part of what he's talking about is your words have power part, right? We understand that power, but where does that power come from? We believe that God has made us in his image, and in his image, what we do affects the world around us. And there is power in that. It's... It, it is not a we create the world around us kind of a power that, that we are doing that because on the opposite side, we also can stop a ripple. We can not be rippled. Yeah. And I think that that's where I, where I disagree with him is that it's almost like we're just constantly being affected by things around us. And then when we do something, it will cause a ripple that we can't control. And it just goes out. Um, there are parts of this that just break down in the metaphor, I guess. I like his metaphor for what he's trying to say. Yeah, I think you're reading more into it than what he actually said. Right. But <laughs> but I think the, the metaphor breaks down. But I think it's important to... to not just take this at face value because he says when you talk to your coworker, the person behind the counter affects how they talk to their friends. It might not. And also you're saying you can do it for good or you can do it for evil. Well, actually, Jesus so many times gave a gentle, loving, righteous message. And it was truth. He spoke truth to the Pharisees. And what did they do? Their ripple was not what the stone had intended. It rippled off in some negative, terrible way, which affected a lot of people, surely. But that's not what Jesus' intention was and not what the truth demanded. In the same way, I can say something that's really mean to Susie. Maybe not in the same way. In the opposite way, <laughs> I can say something really mean to Susie. I can say, this dinner was terrible. Rude. She could respond that way, <laughs> or contrarily, she can be, well, 
I'm just glad that we had the money to do it. I'm glad that God provided for us. I'm glad that we did these things. She can actually respond in gratitude, kindness, gentleness, all the fruit of the Spirit. Well, but where did my ripple go? She didn't get rippled. And why is that? It's because she knew her self, she knew her belief system, and she acted from within rather than being controlled by the ripple effect. Or reacting. Or Responding versus reacting. Responding versus reacting. And our Bible study teacher used to teach us a lot about responding versus reacting. When we are talking about responding versus reacting, we're, we're looking at when somebody comes to us with positive or negative news, we can either react in the flesh or we can respond in the spirit. Those are our two two options. Oftentimes we react in the flesh because either our belief system is um, set in such a way that it upsets us or we're happy, whatever it is, we just we react in accordance to the ripple, basically. Um, and the response, however, whether it's positive or negative, is a response that is from a belief system that is set in Christ, that is set in a foundation of righteousness and goodness and truth. And that response comes as truth. It, it res- you respond in the Spirit of God. And it is only by the Spirit that that can happen. And it's because you understand and believe what God has taught us. Yeah. I think a lot of what you're talking about, I mean, I agree. I also think that you are speaking from moments of complete self-awareness and clarity and not allowing our feelings to impact us at all, which isn't, isn't always possible. Now, certainly the more we study God's word, the more we invest our time, the more we lean into the Holy Spirit, allow him to guide and direct our paths, the more we are filled up so that when we're shaken, the Holy Spirit flows out as opposed to our flesh and our opinions and our feelings. So I think that there's something to be said for acknowledging um, that it's not always, we're not always going to respond right. Uh, We're not always going to have the, we are going to react at times. And so the more there's, there's some behind the scenes work (laughs) that has to happen, right? There has to be some um, personal Bible study and transformation by God happening in our lives so that when we do interact with people, we can either A, have the positive interaction that we want to ripple into the world, or B, stop the negative ripple that comes from someone else. And so what's interesting to me about all of that is that biologically speaking, we're looking at oxytocin and the way oxytocin impacts us Physically, like physical touch is definitely a way that oxytocin spreads, but so is verbal communication and interactions with people. And so, um, you know, if you if you do something nice for someone on the street, you have good feelings and that person has good feelings and someone watching you has good feelings. And so that's a that's an oxytocin ripple effect happening. Um, now, on the converse side, if you do something nice for someone and they respond negatively, <laughs> then you you could have the very you know opposite. You don't have oxytocin. You have bad feelings toward that person, and the person watching has bad feelings. And so it does go both ways. But I think it is it is interesting for us to think about how we are interconnected with each other, and how my mood affects can affect your mood. My words can affect your words, my interaction with you can affect your interactions with others. And so thinking about a situation is not just 
this isolated um, incident in space and time, but rather recognizing the further reaching impact, further reaching influence of that, which gives you all the more reason to become more like Jesus and want to want to further his gospel and further his message. But there's a suffice to say there is we are we are interconnected in our in our lives. And so the way that I treat you matters, not just because it's going to make me feel good or make or potentially make you feel good or make the next person feel good, but rather because we do um, we want to spread the love of, of Jesus. And if I'm just constantly sending negative ripples into the world, then that's not really very Christ-like now, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. And I, I, I like this idea that we're, we're talking about the interconnectedness that we have because it, it is going around us all the time and how we communicate with each other really affects ourselves and affects others. And I just thought that, you know, when we talk about communication, I think it starts with the very first vibration in the, in the depth of your soul which is based on your conscious or unconscious beliefs. And by changing those beliefs, by allowing Jesus to come in and change those beliefs, change how you see the world and how you see God, then you change your first actions and how you respond versus just reacting in the flesh, which then changes any future ripple. Mm -hmm. And what you communicate is just as important to the ripple as to how you react or respond to the rippler. So my example is from last night. Susie was not feeling well. And in her not feeling well, she, I felt, was being a little bit aggressive gonna, towards me. You're going to out me right here on our podcast. Wow. Susie sometimes doesn't feel well. I'm sorry I'm outing her. <laughs> Busted. Wow. And sometimes when she's not feeling well, she's not so nice. <laughs> what? I'm always a perfect angel. Well, the problem was... Was that my, I received that first ripple and I got silent. That was my, <laughs> that was my communication style back. Like, I don't want to say anything. If I don't say anything, then she won't say more things. She won't throw more rocks <laughs> in the water. Like, okay, well, let's just steal this That's pond. That's what you thought. <laughs> well, that didn't work. And I could tell she's still really angry. And anything I said just didn't, didn't go over well. And so I left mad. I was angry. I was like, She's being blaming me for things. She's mean. <laughs> and so I got upset. Well, then I walked in the other room and I, I needed to get something for her. And I realized as I was walking out, like, I can choose here. I can choose to stop the ripple. I can choose to stop this whole thing and believe the best about her. This is not what she wants. She's not doing this out of malice. And I'm, I can serve her. I can serve her in her infirmity, even if her infirmity is in is is throwing some stones in the nice, clean, <laughs> clear pond. Or right? throwing stones at you. Or throwing <laughs> stones at my clean pond, clear pond. You know, I, I want I want peace and stillness. Right. That's that's what I like. So as as I was walking around and, and getting her some some things, I I chose to come back with a spirit of kindness, a spirit of generosity, a spirit of service, and to let her know that, that everything's okay. I'm, you know, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. So I came in and was kind to her. And her first reaction was, she thought that I was being in disingenuous. She thought that me being kind was just sort of trying to cover up. And I was like, no, no, this is actually real genuine. I, I, I have probably in the past 
tried to cover things up by trying to be kind or sweet or, or whatever. But I was like, no, I, I actually do care about you and I love you and I'm sorry that you're going through this and I'm in all seriousness, I just want to help you and serve you and I want things to be better for you. And she received that. And that, you know, it was it was interesting is that that created a whole new ripple for us. Well, and I was going to say, I'm going to interrupt you <clears throat> and say that I had a choice in that moment to receive your sincerity and your genuine care and I could have just as easily because I still wasn't feeling good and wasn't myself I could have just as easily rejected that and countered with whatever (laughs) you know leave me alone go away whatever because how often do we do that out of pride right that the other person has extended the olive branch the other person has has said hey you know what I'm sorry let's let's not fight or let's have peace here and in my pride, maybe nobody else does this, but in my pride... Nobody else does this. It's so unique to Susie. I I have thought, well, you're not going to be the one to get to be all godly. I'm the one who's going to come in and be like, no, I'm going to be reasonable now and overlook your bad attitude or whatever. Your many, many offenses. <laughs> so yeah, I think that there's a... I think that's where a lot of times in relationships, we can either choose to follow christ or choose to follow flesh you know we we have a we come to that crossroads and the flesh wants us to be prideful right and the flesh wants us to pursue our rights and wants us to be offended and wants us to stand up for ourselves and the spirit says no let's let's embrace unity and peace instead of selfish gain and being right right. i'm being yeah being right and and pride shaking our fist at screw you i don't need anybody (laughs) and then you're alone right and then you're sad and you're you know because if cosmo had if i had rejected cosmo's um peace offering then how would i have felt would i have felt glad that i was mean to him when he was being nice to me would i have felt peaceful to go to sleep or would I have felt guilt and shame really for for rejecting this offer that he made that was obviously the right way to go and from my perspective if I'm really choosing to love her and to care for her with within the spirit not just my flesh being like, well, I'm going to be really cool and be like <laughs> awesome. And she's going to feel I'm terrible. Gonna be more godly than you. I'm going to be so much more godly than you. And you're going to feel terrible. <laughs> if I would have come that way, <laughs> then if she would have rejected me, then it's rejecting my flesh. Yeah. But in this way, actually, when I came to her and I'm like, I, I don't really care how you respond to me <laughs> or you react to me because I'm doing this out of love. And you can just yell at me. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to give and to serve because it is good and right. And it is the vows that I have taken before God. And it's what he commanded us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Like there's the big, big law. And then there's the laws that are on my heart that, that I took vows to for my wife in particular. But in both situations, if she rejects it, then it's up to her and God to deal with that. I can walk away in peace because I knew that I did it with God's strength, because that was the choice. I can choose my strength and try to deal with this situation, or I can choose God's strength, knowing and believing that if I act in in his righteousness, if I act in his spirit, if I receive all those things and I 
communicate that to Susie, that, that that's it. That's all I have to do. I, and, and I don't own the results of it. Mm. And I think that that's our, our default is that we think we, you know, the problem with this whole ripple thing is if you really think that you own the results of yeah. everything you do, this is the problem I have with the, the ripple forward is you don't. You, you can only offer what is good. And we don't know how the other person is going to respond. We can't own that. So yeah. I believe him and I agree with him that it does have power. We can push things forward. We can throw throw a righteous rock in the lake or a terrible, terrible rock in the well, lake. And that we should do these good things even even if the response is not what we want it to be. Right. You know, in a, in a perfect world, every good thing I offer is reciprocated with goodness. Right. <laughs> we don't right. live in a perfect world. <laughs> right. And, and I guess the way that we can look at it is if I throw in goodness, in a, a good rock in the lake, there's there are chances that goodness will ripple out. Yeah. There are also chances that that the reaction will be fleshly and there will be negative things that go out from that. Yeah. But we will also know that if I throw a negative or a bad rock into the the lake that only bad can come out of that if through my intention Unless somebody stops it. Yeah. Unless somebody says, no, I choose God. I choose not to receive that. So it's an interesting thing that um, that really we have to take responsibility for ourselves in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the most important thing of what he said is good, but he doesn't get to the point of saying, you also have the responsibility to receive things and then respond appropriately respond respond in christ likeness yeah. yeah i think what's interesting here too you know in, in our situation because we're married if i and we're we're one right we're supposed to be unified and one so if i you know refuse to believe the best about you and i refuse to receive your kindness and i you know kind of spit on your uh, apology or your generosity then it's if we're one, then I'm damaging us. I'm not just damaging you. Right. I'm actually, you know, cutting off my own foot to make us have to hop around mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and be be injured and be. If one of us is injured, then we're both injured. It's a, it's a three legged race where one person only has one leg. So it's a two leg race. <laughs> it's a two legged race with two people. Uh, you you can't <laughs> run a three leg race with two legs. Let's put it that way. I think that's what she's trying to say. That's exactly. How did you know, Cosmo? So yeah, you, you will you will either be um, ineffective or incapable of well, reaching yeah. the 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 blessings. The the you, you can either be ineffective or you're you're actually not able to live in the abundance that God wants you to. I mean, if you're running that race. God wants you to run as fast as you can. So either you're going to be slower or you're going to stumble and fall, which is not racing at all. Yeah. Ineffective or paralyzed. Paralyzed. Yeah. That's the other. Yeah. There we go. What's kind of fun here for, I want our listeners to know Cosmo that you and I had looked at this. Um, you and I had listened to this Instagram separately. We kind of both wrote notes down and things that we were thinking about it. But I had no idea you were going to bring up a very 
recent <laughs> current <laughs> situation Oops. that we hadn't even talked through. Like there's not, you know, you and I hadn't like gotten up this morning and been like, hey, here's what happened last night. And I'm really sorry. And blah, blah, blah. We didn't do any of that. However, you and I also have a history of trusting each other, of believing the best about each other, of working together, understanding each other's core beliefs. Something that you know about me is that I don't want to treat you poorly. Right. You you know that. Right. And so when I do, <laughs> something's wrong. Right. It's not a normal situation. And like last night's a great example. I was not feeling well. I had a really bad headache and it was causing me a lot of anxiety and stress. And you may not have understood the depth of what was going on, but you knew that my rude reaction to you was not who I am. Right. And so you chose to not take that offense personally. And then right now, you felt that it was okay to talk about it. And it was <laughs> because I trust you. And I'm looking at this going, where is he going with this? And how, how can we learn from it? How can, how can the people that listen to us learn from it? And that's our goal is to be open and vulnerable with you guys. Which is not, a, which is not easy. Because it's not always if, easy. Because when I started saying the story, I could tell in her face, like, <laughs> where are you going where with are this? Where are you doing? <laughs> what? What? It's a Am total I surprise. comfortable with this? <laughs> right. I, but again, I had to take a pause and be like, okay, I trust Cosmo. I, I trust that. And I can always, you know, not. I can always edit this <laughs> always out. Edit and this you'll never out. hear what we said. <laughs> but I think that when we're able to be vulnerable, not just us, but you with the people that you interact with, when you're able to be confident in Christ and vulnerable with each other, that opens the doors for transformation and Christ-likeness to grow and all these things to be lived out in our life. We can talk about them all day long. We can sit here and have and talk to you guys for hours about these things. But if they're not happening in our relationship and in our lives, then they're kind of untested and worthless if they don't work in the heat of the moment, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in very much, uh, you know, if, if I were to share something, I know what to share that is honorable to Susie. Yeah. Um, there are things that I would not share with any audience, because it is personal and it is um, it is a, a place of vulnerability. And unless she's ready to, I'm not going to share those things. Yeah. It's it's not like I'm just going out there and just sharing whatever. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to make you vulnerable. Right. <laughs> I'm going to force this on you whether you want it or not. Right. So this comes from a place of knowing knowing my wife, knowing what is um, shareable and not shareable. But it it comes from all of our time working together through the principles that we've created in soul anchoring. Yeah. The things and, that we actually teach. And these are the things that we teach. And so we actually, it was good. I felt it was good to actually show what we went through yeah. and our internal struggles and how we process through those, because this is the, this is the actual. It's where the rubber meets the road. Rubber, you know, where's the rubber meets the road. It's, it's where we actually have to deal with real life that we're not just like, Oh, we know these things and it happens all the time perfectly. And so right. I never have any conflict or struggle. Well, and we want to be authentic with you guys. And we don't want to always give you a sterilized, well thought out version of what happened. But rather, hey, here's the raw. You're going to get to listen to us talk about it and listen to Susie be surprised. And right. Cosmo be like, it's okay. I've got this. Right. And so this, the ability to have that kind of communication, the ability to choose what you believe and act on that belief 
that comes from all the things that we've done from eye flows to storytelling. You just said eye flows. What's an eye flow, Cosmo? I feel loved when statements. Yeah. And so the beauty is we do enough stuff on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that is is faith in action. It's it's actually listening to your spouse. What do they need? How do they need it? When do they need it? And you actually take action to do that. If that happens frequently enough and with with your heart in it, understanding why you're doing it, then it lays a foundation that when other when these other things happen, they're minor hiccups yeah. because they're they're along a paved road. If we had a relationship that was a, a ruddy road that just was constantly jarring, like you're in some 1800 wagon going down the wagon trail, <laughs> it's uncomfortable because you're constantly tensed, right? Mm-hmm. You can emotionally and mentally constantly be in tension and always waiting for the next shoe to drop, the next rut that you'll hit, right? And so we've got a smooth road. So when something does hit, when we do hit a small pothole along the way, we can stop and go, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Oh, well, it's, I, I understand that this is what's happening to her. I have a choice. Yeah. And now I get to choose communication because I've actually listened to her. What am I actually hearing? I'm hearing that she's in pain. I understand her. We've gone through this before. And so therefore, what is what do I do in response? What does she need from me? Rather than, well, I'm just upset about that and I feel bad and it hurts. Well, yeah, okay. Every time you hit a pothole, <laughs> it, it hurts. It's jarring, yeah. right? But that means that that you have an opportunity now to not only veer into the right path so you don't need any more of those, but also sometimes they're just there. And if you can, go back, cover that thing up, fix it, you know, because... Figure out what caused it. Figure out what caused it. Fill it, it. in. <laughs> well, now I, I can't stop her headaches, but I know that when they come, now I know how to either avoid them or if, if we hit one, it's fine because we've laid the groundwork that all... Th- you know, the other three wheels didn't hit one, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, and one of the things, as you were talking about that, Cosmo, you were talking specifically spouses, but we do teach and interact with people who aren't married. And the same, the same things apply here in a little bit of a different way, because what you're, what we're still all looking for is what makes us feel loved, what makes us feel respected, what makes us feel honored and encouraged and like Cosmo said, we teach about these I flows, I feel loved when statements. We do it through storytelling, identifying stories that are significant to you that cause you to have a certain reaction emotionally to them. We talk about finding your why, which helps you uncover your core beliefs. We talk about communication styles. We do a lot of these kinds of things. And again, we do them with couples, um, married, engaged. We do them with singles. And so, Because yeah. it's really good if you're single to practice on the people around you, family, friends, so that when you have issues come up, you learn how to, how to respond rather than react. Yeah. Well, you learn how to have good relationships all across the board, as opposed to, I'm going to wait to have a really great relationship once I get married. Right. We got to practice these things. Right. Well, and the, and the greatest relationship you can have is with God. That's the core belief and the core understanding of 
of who you are in him and who he is. Therefore, if that's your greatest relationship, that's where you practice. And that's where all the other practice comes from. So being able to know him and respond in the spirit of God allows you to have a wonderful set of relationships, no matter what kind of they are. All right. I feel like, man, down a rabbit hole. <laughs> We're still talking about communication and the ripple effect that it has, but... Um, it's had quite a ripple it's effect. It's had quite a ripple effect. Well done, Jefferson Fisher. You gave us a huge ripple to talk about. A lot to talk about. All right. Well, so we'll close out um, today's episode. Should we pray? That sounds like a good idea. Do you want to? I can do it. Do it. Ah, Father, we thank you so much that you are the one that speaks to our hearts, that you're the one that we desire to emulate, that we want to be like you, that we want to be with you and close to you. And the closer we get to you, the more that we know you and the more that we are like you, the more that we do influence this world. And whether people react or respond to that influence, however we send in uh, or throw in our rocks, of truth into the lake, we just ask, Lord, that that we would be doing, we would always be throwing truth in. We would always be sending in and throwing in the, the fruit of the Spirit, and that we can cause change as much as um, when we are receiving something from other people, that we can either, that we can respond to those things in Christ. We want to be like you, no matter whether we're the instigator or the receiver of the ripple. And so we're grateful to you, Lord, that you are the one that has the power and the strength to help us in these times so that we can glorify you and love our neighbor. We love you. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that'll help you have impactful interactions with others. We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world, but you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring. So yay you, keep going, you've got this. If you're interested in our resources, in-person events, online courses, personal coaching, and the like, go to soulanchoring.com for more information. And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us, you know, Follow our podcast, leave a rating and review, recommend it to your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram at Soul Anchoring. Okay, people, you are now ready to, to people. people.